This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the podcast. I'm sitting here with Steve. Hey, for the record, Steve, we don't actually hate you. And I think you're aware of that, right? Ugh. Why would you say it like that, dude? Now it makes me think that there's something behind that. Why Why would you say that? We have had people, when we talk about Nick's in your news segment, because there's a lot of that in the last couple episodes. Yeah. We, we did a poll online, and people were like, to be nice, it's good. It makes them feel good. I'm like, yeah, we know. We're kidding. This is we're all in on the act here. <laughs> Stop being nice. Like, what do you want from me? Like, when people are nice to me, it's like, what, what, what do you want from me? When people are mean to me, I'm like, Haha, back in my comfort zone. Yeah, here it is, my my comfort place. <laughs> Just need to let you guys know. If you want to say mean shit to me, go ahead. I don't. I enjoy it. It makes me laugh. Like when you're nice to me, I think you want something. Well, I think some people like think that we're just being mean to you, and that after the podcast, you go home and you're like, oh, I wish the guys would be nice to me. No, no because after the episodes are over, you guys are so fucking dumb. And then <laughs> yeah, we're like, were... yeah, it's, it's mutual yeah. um, for the record. Not that I ever thought I'd ever have to explain that. <laughs> if not, there's other podcasts you can listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the podcast is presented by HHA Sports. I like the Tetra, the Virtus Rest, and the, all, everybody in the WCB gang is shooting a Virtus Rest and an HHA. I'm a big fan of the Virtus Rest. So be sure to check out the Virtus Rest. Um, you know, I and we'll have to double check on this. Uh, but for a while there, the 2.2% of the proceeds went to veterans funds, and now HHA's launched Operation um, Freedom. So go ahead and check that out. The website should be live. If you can't find it, go to hhasports.com and then mm-hmm. follow the links to um, get yep. to that. Then he's code WCB15 at uh, hhasports.com. Podcast is also brought to you by Scent Crusher. Um, definitely the gear bag is something as a bow hunter, um, who hunts, hunts after work, um, really hard on the weekends. The gear bag is going to be your best friend. Uh, check them out. Scentcrusher.com. Um, also we are brought to you by Lone Wolf Custom Gear. Use code WCB on everything at LoneWolfCustomGear.com. They are American made, lifetime warranty. They're very proud. And man, those stands are nice. It's, uh, you feel like a ninja in them. 
I got the, uh, I just recently got a, uh, got a hold of a camera and. <coughs> you may heard of Sorry, it? man. I cannot kick this cold. Good lord. But yeah, the camera's a good point. I always forget to mention the camera. Yeah, uh, it's it's easy enough that even I figured it out. So once you once you can get that, read through the <laughs> read through the brochure, and when you see your password, uh, just a little side note: um, in the booklet, it's gonna say there's a period at the end of it. But um, this is your first temporary password. You can go ahead and download the app. It's in uh, in the Apple Store or you know Google Play Store. It's the Lone Wolf app. You can grab that. It'll walk you through all the steps of how to connect your camera, you know, and get the Wi-Fi set up. It's very, very easy. I figured it out. You set that camera up, you're going to get great video. Oh, yeah. I'll have to show you. I put my camera on video not far from where I shot my buck um, last weekend, which that's a podcast that's still coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I walked up to it and did a celebration. <laughs> did you did, really? Yeah, because I knew it was on video. Oh, It was just kind of cool because, like, you know, it's dated and timed and all that. All right. I'm excited. Oh, damn. I'm excited about that. Just fit it. It's short. It's, <laughs> it's just me walking up like excited anywho uh podcast also brought to you by big time and hunters playing coffee check them out and that's all we gotta do oh no, no we, have, we have two more yeah. loophole um th- we've been trying to get around to this new stuff going on but we're distracted by yeah we want, we want to save these guys for a little bit later so we can talk about them a little bit more yeah yes yeah. um podcast also brought to you by loophole so loophole and myself went on a hunt in Oregon, and I know we did, like, the Oregon hunt camp episode. I still have an episode that's going to happen. Uh, I might launch it in December now at this point just because we're so whitetail-focused. Um, it's it's just a, a, a detailed recap of all our hunts and experiences and stuff um, out in Oregon. So that's still yet to come. And we have a new partner um, yeah. to announce, and we're not going to be shoving anybody. Hopefully, we're not shoving anybody down your throat, but... Um, you know, shoot elite, shoot HHA, which we didn't cover elite. <laughs> um, you know, but anyway, you want to, you want to do it, Steve, since you yeah. and the, and the owner are best friends, apparently. <laughs> All right. So, uh, a new, uh, new partner that we brought on board is old barn taxidermy right down there in Fort Madison, Iowa. We got a chance. So the first time we really found out about the, these guys was through, uh, Julian Loker's first episode, which is almost exactly a year ago. Yeah. Cause he mounted oh. some. Um, he mounted some deer for us uh, last year, yeah. so we we kind of followed him where he went, and then it just so happened to be at the great facility of right at, at Old Barn Taxidermy. So this is a really cool place, guys. Check them out on Facebook. They're actually a very large tannery. That's kind of where they um, where the bread and butter is. But they also have uh, quite a few taxidermists on hand there in the barn, and they're doing some incredible work. Guys are super cool. Sam is a uh, pro wrestling fan, so tell him Steve from the podcast. Uh, when you guys talk wrestling together, yeah. So, <laughs> so my uh, my antelope is at Old Barn right now, and my buck will be taking a trip very soon down to Old Barn. Um, but yeah, awesome, awesome place, awesome people, awesome taxidermy work. Um, great people behind that brand. Uh, I think Mister Johnny Utah does a lot of their marketing, which mm-hmm. is awesome, and just kind of circles it right back around into our family with. With Julian being a part of that, and then Johnny Utah is, so it's just kind of a cool little circle. Um, go if you live in our area in the Quad Cities; it's really it's not that far drive. It's really worth it. Um, if, if anywhere Western Illinois, Eastern Iowa, definitely um, think about going to Old Barn and tell them that we sent you. So good people, I think we you'll enjoy them. I believe so. All right, let's hop into the episode. Big bucks on the brain. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, 
I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. Hey guys, it's time for another awesome episode of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here at 30 Rackway, beautiful Bucketorium, fantastic New Windsor, Illinois. Man, it's so weird saying that, but this is where we're at now. This is the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. I am Steve. There is Kurt. What up? Uh, next to me is Austin Chandler. What's up, Steve? Hey, you're not uh, Doug or Eric, so this is cool. Ross Bigger. That's me. What's up, dude? That's oh, me. I'm here. Um, Allison from Wisconsin's in here. Oh, hey. Oh, hey there. What's up? And then we got uh, probably some dude who's a cop, Bill Moretti from uh, Pennsylvania. What's up, guys? Team Hang and Bang. Team, Team Hang and Bang. In the house. Welcome to the studio, yeah. sir. I appreciate it. Thanks for the invite over here. What do you think? This is different than uh, out east, huh? Definitely different, but I do like it. I like it a lot. I'm Good. glad he opportun- I had the opportunity to get in here and meet you guys. And yeah, dude, of course. along with Ross. I almost said, I said Ross. Ross. Team Ross. Team Ross. It just happens. That's how <laughs> it, it fell together. We it don't does. even take it offense does. to it anymore. No, it's a compliment actually it's like you are one it but just kind of sticks how did this fanboy hey, get in here i gotta say i appreciate you being on team hang and bang and i appreciate you showing up with the freshest of working class bow hunter hats on right thank you allison right for for wearing your shit in too by the way um well i wasn't i wasn't graced enough to be on team hanging yeah but, so. but but we've had Boo. you maybe you're cool enough next year but gives you something and to shoot for there carl nah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, kill 180 and we'll have a conversation. <laughs> God. Dude, you're an asshole. <laughs> you're a two. Meanwhile, I haven't, short. Yeah, I haven't killed anything near that. Um, so cool. Welcome welcome aboard, sir. Um, this is a fun hunting camp podcast. We're going to talk big buck stories. Um, it's kind of the trend right now. This is what this time of year is all about. Um, have fun. Talk hunting. Bullshit. Listen to Steve. Um, you know, the usual. Steve has a veteran shout out, or do we want the new segment or the veteran shout out? We're going to pick again. Well, Ro- Ross, I feel like you have a strong opinion. <laughs> Would you rather hear the new segment? Ross would rather me just walk shout-out. out the fucking door right now. <laughs> Steve, I'll, g- I'll give you a minute. Not even a minute. Give me like 10 seconds. Of what? Yeah, Would you rather hear the veteran shout out or the new? Yeah, you got to like. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Here's my theory. Just give him. Give, let's do the veteran shout out, and if he fucks that up, then we'll try something different. Yeah. Okay. God damn. Hey, dude. don't res- disrespect America and their heroes here. No. Nope, no pressure. Shout-out. No pressure. All right. The uh, vet shout out this week is sent in by our good buddy Steve Stop. Uh, it's uh, Dave, and I'm going to believe Team Hang and Bang right there submitting a veteran yeah, shout out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to believe the uh, veteran's name is Dave. Enstad. And uh, again, if I if I mispronounce your name, let us know. I will correct it. He was the Army. Steve wanted to say uh, Dave was enlisted from 2002 to 2009 and did three combat tours in Iraq from 2003 to 2008. 
Dave founded Mission Outdoors, which is an online hunting show. Uh, the initial primary focus of the show has been getting combat vets and or veterans and youth out on hunting adventures. It has grown to cool. it grown into so much more. Dave is an asset to the hunting community in Minnesota. So, Dave, thank you for your service to this country, but also thank, thank you, you for continuing to serve this country even when you're out by taking vets out and it's getting the cool. young kids out there. So, we appreciate that. It's uh, very cool. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you, thank sir. You. We appreciate you, man. Yeah, and thanks, it. Steve, for submitting that. Steve has shown me that Minnesota is quickly gaining on state pride of yes. Wisconsin. Um, so, Wisconsin, buckle up because Minnesota's coming for your throats. Man, or however man. you guys say it all up there. I don't know what the fuck you do with badgers and shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> with badgers and shit. So, yeah, what's up? Anyway, what's thanks. Up? Um, so, let's jump right into this new segment before, Steve, or, uh, before Ross loses his shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Why don't, you, why don't you give me some uh, intro music? Oh, so hold I can, on a second. Uh, really get into it. I think we're good. Okay. My computer's doing some weird okay. shit. Now, I need some great music so I can do this new set. Now, here's Steve with the news. See? Like that? Fantastic. Start talking. Let's go. All right, I'm getting rushed here. I got it. Sorry. All right, so this is a... It's... 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 Fitting that this has to like our last vet chat I had to do with Minnesota because this has to do with North Dakota and Minnesota. Because of challenges with uh, flooding and snow, farmers are being forced to work late into the seasons to harvest their crops. That leaves them directly in the firing zone as hunters sprawl out across to the fields of North Dakota and Minnesota for the deer hunting opener. Also, side note, hey hunters, please don't shoot the guys in the big green or red machines. Is that a joke? Yeah, I just wanted to let everybody know um, that uh, farmers are getting shot up there because they're in the fields. <laughs> For sure, no, the last week of this new segment. Guys are mad. <laughs> it's, getting, <laughs> it's getting rough out here. <laughs> wow. Rough out here, Dude, Allison just looks so pissed. <laughs> she always did. Continue has, on. Come on. She has an RBF. <laughs> the Michigan House approved legislation to let hunters bait deer during hunting season on Tuesday. Although the proposal likely won't impact the current bans in place this year, they'll be able to hunt next year. So that's right, Michigan. Now it's going to be a lot easier to shoot year-and-a-half-year-old deer. So they were able to... I kind of enjoy that joke deeply. I'm glad you got it. So they were able to bait deer, and then legislators said no, and now all of a sudden they're trying to re... Uh, Yeah, they're going to be able to do it again. Oh, okay. They're going to be able to... Like, Escobana in the moonlight is going to be like Escobana at noontime. Escobana? Is that what he said? It's called Escanaba. Escanaba. Escanaba? Escanaba. Close close enough. I'm sorry. I buy southern vehicles. (laughs) <laughs> I'm that. confused. <laughs> All right, this is some people will get that enough to where I'll leave it. <laughs> this is gonna all of gonna... Wisconsin hates you right now. That oh, is dude, like they've a hated staple, him. They've very hated staple him. in Wisconsin and Michigan. Eskenaba yeah. in the moonlight. You eat badger every Sunday afternoon, and you hate Steve. That's what everyone in Wisconsin yeah. does. Yep. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> hey, what did Illinois do to Wisconsin a couple weeks ago? Okay. All right. I have no idea. What Jokes on you, dude. I know it's kind I of mean, nobody. Joke. You're not going to get that. <laughs> nobody in here is going to get that except people who follow the Big Ten. We bent the fuck over and 
took their beer. Oh <laughs> uh, no, we uh we gave them a shot of uh what's an Illinois beer? I don't give uh, a fuck. Ribbon. Tell me more about the news. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Nobody knows what happened. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Shut <either>. up. <laughs> The Central Pennsylvania Food Bank will not accept venison donations for the 2019 hunting season due to concerns of chronic wasting disease. The food bank said the decision was difficult but necessary for many counties designated as a disease management areas in or in its service area. I just want to want to want to reiterate that uh, they're not going to take deer, but uh, that. The deer that you're, the meat you're going to get for the homeless is uh, coated in salmonella. Have fun with that, homeless people. I thought that joke was going to be way worse than what you did. I no, because I, shit. dude, you know where I wanted to go because of where we're at. Yeah. You know where I wanted to go, but I did not go there. Still piss poor. All right, you got another one? <laughs> Still piss poor? No, that was it. I'd be three. <laughs> That's the last news segment that you'll ever do on the show. Are you all serious? Right, Come right, on, that right. was good. That was fine. <coughs> okay. Cut your hair and let's talk about Austin's deer. <laughs> <laughs> so can you can Boom. we get Austin Austin's Austin's review of my new segment is cut your hair cut your hair let's talk about Austin. I don't think Lord Austin would approve of that new segment. <laughs> Lord Austin, you got that name. And you earned it. Awesome. What's up, brother? I don't know that I like that name. <laughs> I, I think it's fucking See, awesome. Look at, it's it, it, hey, uh, by the way, by the way, did Jesus not say I'm not the Lord too? Okay, Steve, you're done. <laughs> Cut off. Cut Dude, off. I love like Ross's we're, short we're fuse with Steve. We're done. It's just so short. There's just there's almost no fuse there. I'm really off. <laughs> Yeah, it's the greatest every, thing. Every comment that comes out of Steve's mouth, he's just ready to snap. Shut the <laughs> fuck up, Steve. Austin, Bar- talk about blow. your buck. It's, it's fucking great, dude. Well, me and Ross hang out. It's weird. It's just like I have so many photos of podcasting of Ross <laughs> sitting across from Steve and Ross just looking. The Ross straight pissed. The greatest it's, thing is Ross feels bad about it because he's like, there'll be a picture of like him like just staring a hole in me. He's like, I still love you, Steve. LOL. I wish we had a big enough studio for LOL me to frame is the hardest one of those photos. Thing. It is, there is the type. I'll tell you what. I type LOL just because. I'm like, uh, Maybe it won't be so harsh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this will lighten things up. So let, let's actually talk about the podcast now. Yeah, let's do it. Austin is the man of the hour, of course. What's up, brother? What's going on, buddy? Thanks for always putting up with us through trade show season and... Like, honestly, from the first time we met, like, I, I knew I respected you as a big buck killer. You're, you've been an awesome dude. But I didn't suspect you to be a dude that would put up with the bullshit of Steve and the crew in general dude. for as long as you have. I enjoy um, it. I'm having a blast. <laughs> and and wow. it gives me an excuse to let loose a little bit. But it's kind of cool what it's formed into with, like, Team Hang and Bang is, like, you – and Ross are like really part of the family now, and it's just kind of morphed into this cool like everyone knows when they see you guys, it's an extension of what we do, and like we're like a family. You yeah, know, we I think get, we're both pretty proud to be associated with you guys, and appreciate that. It's, yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun. We we've got twenty killers on the team. Everybody's yeah doing well this season. It's yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, we got a cool, a really cool network of hunters that we've kind of built here, and it's pretty awesome. Um, so bouncing back, if we go, I, we made a couple posts about the hopper dropper, like made, uh, the, is it Buckmasters or is it still yep. Buckmasters magazine? Yep. I've got a good friend that works, uh, for Buckmasters and, uh, he called me up 
oh, it's probably been a month or two ago, and said, hey, man, if you could pump out an article for us, you know, I could get it in. I said, well, I've been waiting for that opportunity. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll go. So I, sat down, life, yeah. I sat down like the next day and pumped out an article and got it submitted, and it's in print now. It's in the November issue of Buckmasters. you got to have that framed, right? Yeah, it's going right next to the other one. That's awesome, yeah. man. You got you're you've been in two magazines, two Buckmaster articles. That's so cool, yeah. man. Ryan Ryan Knopfinger is my good buddy. He wrote the first one, and uh, and then I wrote the second one. So very cool. And you got you got the Hopper Driver full mount, and I don't know if we talked about that. Um, maybe we have on the podcast. I can't sure, remember. We probably have. Yeah. Yep. So it's stellar, man. It, I haven't seen it in person yet. Badass mount. Yeah, he's stuck That's back sweet. in the corner. He, you just you walk under him when you come up to the man cave. You don't even see him when you're walking right under him, and you turn the corner and he's right there Wait, hopping did, at you. He's jumping. He's jumping the railing, man. He's. Yeah, he I, haven't, like he I haven't seen him in person yet. I haven't seen the mount. I, I've measured the deer, but I haven't yep. seen the actual. During mount. turkey season, was he not back yet? Nope. No, no, okay, okay. I don't think he was. Nope. I think it was right after turkey season. Yeah, because the last time I was there was turkey season when uh, TJ yeah. Brady came down. Yep. He was, I think it was like two weeks later when he got, when he yeah. got in. Okay. Yep. So let's talk this year because, I mean, you're a calculated whitetail hunter, man. I mean, I, mean, I think that's probably the best way to explain your type of hunting. You're, you're very calculated. You're, you, you don't do anything for no reason, whereas, like, I'm over here, like, guessing and checking and doing random shit. I can't say that. I guess and check a lot. Okay. Well, then yeah. I feel better about my statement. No, we're, uh, <laughs> He's just very good at guessing and checking. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not doing everything Every wrong. You're experimenting every year. You're tweaking yeah. you're fine-tuning. But I just uh, – the buck that I killed this year was just kind of a case of uh, I remember what I've done in the past in this farm, and I've been blessed to have this farm to hunt, and it's just got a, a really gnarly – set of draws that come together and it just always seems to hold big deer yeah and i just stayed out of it until the time was right and it the first set in it paid off yeah yeah Yeah. so let's go back to i mean thinking about it it was last weekend and right the second i think it was the so in podcast land Mm -hmm. for the listeners it's a little different so november second yeah i hunted i hunted the morning hunt do you want to hop in that fast or we have a more build-up to this uh, I could talk about the farm a little bit, I guess. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Because I was going to hop right into when I found out about this deer, but that's I think that's too forward. Yeah, we could talk about the farm a little bit. Um, my first buck that I ever killed with a bow, I killed it in a place that I call the Big Draw, mm-hmm. which sets right in the middle of a farm that I call the Pasture. Um, it's my favorite place to hunt for a big, mature whitetail. When you picture big whitetail country you picture the old growth timber the mm-hmm. massive draws that all funnel down into a creek bottom and there's a creek that borders it on the north side i mean big oak trees uh, mm-hmm. there's pretty much everything that every whitetail hunter dreams of mm-hmm. it's a beautiful property my grandfather it was his first farm that he ever bought way back in the 70s he bought it to run cattle on and uh we haven't run cattle on it for probably 10 years now, so it's kind of starting to thicken up a little bit. We've mm-hmm. got some multi-floor rows coming in that need to be taken care of, but it's a gnarly, thick, good deer habitat. 
So not to be too far off subject, but is he the same grandfather that you got the uh, the seventies jumpsuit? Bingo! Bro? Oh my god! <laughs> okay, I like that. Guy this was guy. a stud. Great, great style. He's <laughs> a stud. Yeah. So he picked on a good whitetail farm, and he didn't even know it. But it's uh, no, I, I'm if I could pick any piece of property to own, that's the piece. Like mm. I'm just very emotionally attached to that piece. So in 1998, uh, my second year bow hunting, I. In the big draw, I killed uh, my first buck with a bow, uh, hundred and he his actual official score was one sixty four and five eighths. So Damn, dude. just a slob of a deer, and that's kind of what ignited my passion for whitetail hunting. Mm-hmm. After I shot that deer, I'm like, well, I just I kind of want to keep doing this. So I I started passing, you know, 130, 140 inch deer at the age of fifteen with a bow. Which is nuts. Yeah, I mean, I not many guys. You know, gradually, most people build up into that. You know, because I killed my one twenty at fifteen. That's out here in the fire. What we call the fireplace room. That's you know broken three, and I've measured him. He's like three four inches short of one twenty five, and I'm like, (laughs) fucking right, dude. I got my first buck hanging in the studio here, and he's yeah. You know, that's bigger than Steve's first buck. We'll add that in there, but. uh, (laughs) for most people it's a gradual progression you right, know you shoot course. a small yeah. buck and you and then you shoot a bigger buck and you progress into it well for me it was kind of a different story when i shot that first one it was just like it just it, it ignited a passion i mean i yeah. was so amped up to shoot a deer of that caliber and i was so interested in big deer yeah that i i just i wanted to shoot another one so i just passed deer until uh would have been the fall of 2000 when i was a senior in high school i shot my second one and he grossed in the upper 60s mm-hmm. uh, big typical 154 and 5 eighths typical 10 point man uh, huge deer off the same farm off the pasture um and yeah i mean i was bit by the bug i yeah it, it took several years after that before i killed my next one but i was patient and waited and it just it kept building from there so this is the farm that basically laid the groundwork for my whitetail obsession. Mm-hmm. What at, at what point, like at that farm, where you're like, okay, you killed the deer, you killed another deer, and you're like, I've got that fire. When were you like starting to dig into the magazines? Where you're like, okay, I need to start putting food plots on here. I need to start focus on deer management. Where were you like? Back in the late 90s and early 2000s, I didn't think about it that much. Um, it wasn't. I don't know that a whole lot of people did. Either. Yeah, it was uh, kind of early in the game. You know, a lot of people weren't trophy hunting back then, you know, and yeah. I've, it was just different for me, I guess. I didn't. I don't think I planted a food plot probably until 06, 07. Yeah, um, really? I kind of listened to my dad and was like, well, you got the biggest food plots out there. You know, you got corn and soybean fields. Hunt those. Why do you want to plant a food plot? Right, yeah. Well, Which you I guys are farmers, so. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't argue with him, but Sorry, now I can. Do well, right? Yeah. Fun fact, <laughs> you know? and I have to find them. I have high eight tapes of Papa Dave making food plot videos, and I think 02, 03, 04. Oh, shit. You like, need to find those. I got to dig them up, and I'm, I'm hoping they exist still somewhere. That would be a fun, like, fun night. We were, it, Maybe it was a little... It was definitely no later than 05, but we have, like, legit... Like, my dad filming himself, like, hey, we just put in this plot. Put in this. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking... I hope yeah. I... I need to see those. Which is nuts. Like, it would be fun to look at now, but yep. kind of crazy. Anyway, just a little side note. Like, it's it's crazy to think about, like, then yeah. to what, like, hunting and... It was just different. It just seems like so long ago to me. Yeah. Um, 
I didn't. I had friends that whitetail hunted, but nobody was really obsessed with the caliber of deer that I was. So yeah, um, I don't know. It just it was different for me, I guess. Yeah. But did you feel kind of like isolated as like I'm the only dude that's into this shit? Yeah, kind of. Because I felt that way a little bit, and it's not because I was the only dude doing it, but like in my group of friends, I was locally the only there was nobody else doing what I was doing at my age. Yeah, yeah. But For I sure. might say, I might add in that he was the talk of the town. I mean, yeah. killing these big bucks. I bet just, so. Just year after year. Yeah. I mean, he was bang, bang. Well, he's also pretty yeah, good like, too, right? Dude, so. uh, yeah, was that like a thing? Did like people know about you for killing big deer when you were that I don't, young? I don't think it's been that big of a deal. I mean, until recently, like right. I, around 09, 10, that's when I started getting pretty serious into it. But yeah. people knew that I'd killed some good deer. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't know that a lot of local people really knew who I was until probably around that nine or ten mark. But to kill, right. them, but to kill them back to back like you have, Cons- I mean, the consistency yeah. is the consistency just impeccable, was, dude. Like that's that's like the only time I've ever yeah. used that word. Like it's just on board. <laughs> like you're. But he went in. He went in and killed this one seventies buck this year. But every other year, he's he's worked for it. I mean, yeah, he's oh, yeah. really worked for it. I mean, he doesn't give up. When you get well, tired and you want to take a break, he doesn't take a break. Agree, yeah, I, and yeah. I can see that too. Like if I'm going to put my money on one white, like if I had Team Whitetail, you know, like we talked about this in the past, and it, mm. of course it's going to change as like the episodes go on. It's like Austin's on my Team Whitetail, and I'm like, and I'm, when I'm saying like you're on my Team Whitetail, I'm putting you against like with the Winkies and the Juries and the Kiskies yeah. and the It's Like I. I got to put you in that group, man. I, I the only yeah. difference is you don't have a camera crew with you all the time. Like right. you are <laughs> what would normally be a high end professional hunter, sir. Yeah, like I, you, I hunt like a pro. I just don't get paid for it. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. So <laughs> and then you got some bum ass podcast la- leached <laughs> yeah, onto no your shit. ass. <laughs> no shit. I've actually uh, switched my jobs up, and well, I used to be an electrician, but now I'm just a photographer for Austin. <laughs> yeah. It's a good gig. It's better. Try right? to keep him busy in yeah. early November. Wire, in his, <laughs> wire up his trophy rooms and film him that's when you a, can. Yeah. You know, it's a good th- gig. That's something I actually want to touch on. So um, through the podcast, we ended up meeting Ross before we met Austin. And Ross is a giant deer killer too. You get to yeah, You don't give yourself enough credit, yeah, dude. Yeah, come on now. You're a fucking. You're a giant killer. Like I, everything you say. Here's, here's I the thing. Ross is like, I haven't killed a deer in a couple of years. I'm like, yeah, but you just told me a story about you passed a stud <laughs> yeah. deer. Ross passes deer that I would scratch my <laughs> head on. He's literally be, sent a Snapchat of it. Yeah, he, no, yeah. I had to send a Snapchat. I mean, it was a, one of those deer that you just... So just because Ross yeah, isn't killing is, him, he's passing the motherfucker. He's, he's watching him. He's you know what, though? Here's that. the deal. I hesitated. And as soon as you hesitate, that deer ain't worth killing. Damn, just let him grow. Done. And I had him I had him dead to rights, but... You're nope. Stronger nope, man than just, me. Just let him yeah. go. I got that mini bale <laughs> on my shoulders. So like, yo, kill this fool. Wax this fool, son. <laughs> wax, <laughs> wax this fool, son. So I, so I just have a question for you, Austin. So, like, when word did start traveling around town that you were killing these big deer, have you had any problems with people like trying to impose on the properties that you're hunting? I mean, that's kind of something that I'm kind of not worried about, but somebody brought it to my attention. Like, my deer got a lot of attention. Yep. From Wisconsin Rut Report, and I got a lot of messages, and um, so now it's kind of something that I'm a little worried about people 
finding out where I'm hunting and yeah yeah I've been pretty lucky I've got I've got uh, big blocks of property on either side of me and they're good old boys farmers that I know and they'll give permission to a certain few guys to hunt it um it pretty much hasn't changed for years so mm. I've been pretty blessed that way to not have uh a lot of new guys trying to step on my toes, I guess, through the years. And plus, I keep mixing it up. You know, I try to pick up new farms. Um, right. I try to be mobile, you know, put my trail cameras out on every farm. When yeah. I find a deer of the caliber that I'm interested in, then I'll hunt that farm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't just stick in one spot. But, yeah, as far as the pasture goes, I pretty much got that locked down. Like, there's neighboring landowners that hunt it themselves, and that's pretty much it. So Yeah, yeah. 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 But those But those – Excuse me. There's a couple of farms that you pick up here. It's like I can get any sucker from like Pennsylvania to come here and pay me money to come on these farms. All right, you got a couple of those, right? I, I got mm. a couple of those, but uh, you got any uh, suckers in the fly trap? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, billions over here. So so we, we need to we need to clarify. <laughs> we need to clarify what we're talking about. I think yeah. this is probably we're, we're a good time. About. This is a good time before we get into the story. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I do a little outfitting. I just started last year, and uh, Bill Moretti sitting right here next Moretti. to me, Moretti. and his okay. father Bill mm-hmm. Moretti. Moretti. Oh, he's the guy with the mustache. I don't, he doesn't no. have a mustache, but no. he probably looked pretty good with one. And the other guy, who wasn't Mike? That's what's, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Mike, Mike is Rose. the guy with the mustache. Oh, okay. Yeah, he so, looked like Luigi the Plumber. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> totally yeah. Italian. So last year they hunted with me. Uh, you you stuck a good one on the last day last year. Probably solid forties deer, if not solid forties. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody got to see deer that they would shoot at. Um, and then this year, same story. Everybody's got to see deer that they would shoot at. Mm-hmm. And yesterday. Mike, that's hunting with you guys, he shot a slob of a deer, and we recovered him this morning. Um, basically, the same deer that I hunted the double drop tine deer on last year is the farm where he harvested this deer. Mm-hmm. And 158-inch, uh, 10-pointer, with uh, he, he had short twos in the back and didn't have a four on the right side. Oof. And... Six inch bases. I mean, just a freaking tank of a deer. So just solid. Yeah, solid his, deer. his his best deer was one forty two. So just he topped it by a lot. him out Big of the time. water. Just Big an cool. awesome Illinois whitetail to and get he's it from done. Where? He's from Pennsylvania. 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 Yeah, about fifteen minutes from me. So let me put in perspective. If he killed a hundred fifty eight inch whitetail, my biggest buck is a hundred fifty seven inch eight pointer. So he just so he killed by, a good one by one inch. Yeah, so yeah. He's in yeah. there. He's right there. Yeah, you know. He a Steelers yeah. fan. Yes, I am. Why would he not be? Hey, go fuck yourself, by the way. <laughs> oh, man, I shouldn't have said hey, that. Who, who hey, you about to be on hey, Moody because hey, I don't hey. watch sports, and I don't who give day, a fuck did. who's better than who. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a, like, so if you ever meet anybody from Pennsylvania and they talk to any, like, Ohio guys, yeah, it's it's on. Bill, Bill. Because he either got the Browns or the Bengals. Yeah. Which one you want? I don't, Bill, like, I don't like neither of them. Why don't so. you tell yeah. Steve, Bill, why don't you tell Steve what your biggest deer is? Oh, it's a little bit bigger than yours by a few inches, I'd say. Um, what do you think my biggest deer 180? is? 180? <laughs> <laughs> well, 192 and some change. Jesus. Just a little bigger. Where'd you shoot him, Pennsylvania? No, no. 
No, actually, right in Ross's back door, which I kind of still feel bad about that. <laughs> really, you shot him at Ross's house, huh? <laughs> close to it. He was well, we, we were close, but hey, <laughs> that's why you guys are sitting so far away. Ross, yeah, yeah. why did you let him shoot that giant? <laughs> well, I didn't even know Ross at the time, and after I ended up shooting that deer, I ended up meeting him. I mean, that you night. met him for the first time. Yeah, and I yeah. didn't know. I didn't know if it was going to go good or bad. Being I shot like his number one hit list. I I'm not like, getting this fist fight with this dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, clearly no. he's still alive, so you didn't lose the fight. Um, but I, I know Ross didn't fight you because you're still alive. So still let's here. hear this story. You don't fight a man with a beard like that. No. Yeah. Ross Bigger's beard is. The we'll, we'll talk about Instagram that though. But I want to talk yeah. about Austin yeah. story while we're here. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good we'll like. Hey, build I'm up. cool. I'm cool with going either way. That's a fun story too. That's. I want to talk about your buck. Let's talk about your buck. I do want to come back to the big boy here. Okay. Okay. We'll do that. Um. So yeah, uh, we're talking about the pasture. Sorry about um, my coughing, everyone. I'm dying. No, no yeah. big deal. So <laughs> like three days left. Every year, okay. I the older I get, the more I try to leave this place alone. Um. Earlier in my bow hunting career, I'd get in there like mid October, and I'd see a good one, and usually not see him again. Yeah. So I try to leave it alone. Um. Uh, november kicks in and the rut starts rolling and they're cruising all these ridge tops looking for the does that are bedded up on top of them it's a good time easy steve dropping beers let that one rest a while bud there you go it's a good time to be in there so this year i waited it was uh november 2nd and i went in on a morning set um got in a little late, brought my setup in with me, went up the tree, the DeQuisto setup, yep. had my, my sticks on my stand, went up, and it was five minutes in the tree. I was breaking branches off, and I had a buck come from the On west, purpose or like to Just like... to clear a shooting lane. Oh. Yep. Had buck come in from the west and a buck come in from the like the northeast. Because they, of the breaking branches? They heard the branches breaking off. Mm-hmm. So they met right at the base of my tree, ended up catching my wind. They both blew out. So I'm like, well, there's a couple bucks in here. You know, it's what I expected to see. Mm-hmm. So I hung in there. That was, I don't know, half hour after first light. And it was about 920. And I, there was a doe coming in the bottom of the draw. This draw is, uh, it's massive. Like, Ross, you've been back in there with dog, me. Man. Yeah, you got... So you got one draw that comes from the south, and then the main draw runs east and west through. So you kind of have a, a point where these two massive draws meet, and deer trails running off the ridges, all of them kind of run down into this spot. Well, mm-hmm. it's the exact spot where I killed my first double drop tine. So he had come from the east, comes down into the draw, into the bottom, and I killed him right in that bottom. Mm-hmm. Well... As I'm sitting up on the the east ridge, if the double drop tine would have been walking, he'd have walked two foot under me. I'm on, I'm on the exact same trail, so I'm sitting there in this. The deer that I seen from this year that I ended up killing, he comes from the north, comes down the draw from the north, and he's right under the tree that I described my first end. Remember when I said I couldn't get the strap around it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you said it's just like you trying to put your belt on. 
You couldn't get it around. God so damn, I don't know if that actually happened or if that was a burn. Steve's out this bitch. Yeah, good. Get the fuck out. You actually said this on a carbon episode. You're like, yeah, it's just like me trying to get my belt on in the morning. I had to lay down and take another nap. That was his. That was. It's a pretty good burn. Yep. No kidding. Steve's out. Appreciate that. I'm hitting your mic for you. Appreciate All right, so yeah, Steve's <laughs> fat, and then you were trying to kill a deer. And no kidding, Austin, this is in the morning, right? Yeah, this okay. is at 9.20 in the morning, so this buck cruises down. He's right under the stand <coughs> that I had on the first double drop time deer. Jeez, sorry, I cough right in the mic. Um, so it, when this deer is walking past me and coming in, he looks like a... 130 inch deer yeah you know i i didn't i didn't initially didn't think he was a shooter well he gets up and he's kind of behind a tree and i lift my binoculars up and i could see a snout i grunted at him and i could tell that he heard me kind of turned towards me and then he turned away and he followed a doe back in to the thick stuff Mm -hmm. and as he turned and walked away i could see a split brow or what I said, multiple brows. I could see that he had at least a couple brow tines on one side. Mm-hmm. And I could see some stickers, kickers, and some mass. So I'm <laughs> like, well, that's got to be a pretty good deer, you know. Yeah, he's, brow he's, tines, kickers, and mass. He's he's interesting. So that's the little glimpse I caught of him as he went back into the shit. So I hung there. That was at 920. I think I hung there till about 1130. And... Figured, well, I better get down, get some lunch, regroup, yep, come back. So it's a long trek out. I mean, I'm right in the heart of this 160, so I mm-hmm. trek all the way out, get back to my truck, go home, take my lunch break. I don't, I don't even take my camo off. I'm still wearing my camo. Yeah, I eat, yeah. Eat lunch, hop back in the truck. Is I this about right the time you give you you call me somewhere in this gap? Yep. Because yep. I wanted to talk about that because. The, I feel like our conversation, on my perspective of this story, is a very like that dude figured some shit out. Like he just he just called it. Yeah. Well, I don't know I if you want to go in, into detail on I that. Yeah, I didn't know that he was going to come out or not, but I knew that I'd seen a buck that was interesting enough for me to go back in and hunt him again. Yep. Well, yep. he he told he called you and he called me at the same time, and we yeah. both we talked to each other within minutes yep. and he said i seen this freak nasty he's got some yeah a couple brow times tines, kickers and mass kickers mass all that i'm like oh boy yep just a matter of minutes well now austin's gonna kill this deer well what's <laughs> funny is like you were eating lunch i think you called me and i'm in my truck eating i'm excited lunch. enough i'm excited enough about this deer like I called on my buddies because it. I mean, it takes a pretty decent deer for me to get fired up, you know. I, yeah. I I'd uh, I'd watched a deer and never even picked my bow up the week before that was one forty five to one fifty. It's just a, mm-hmm. a straight nine. I mean, yeah. It's taken a pretty solid deer for me to get excited, and I didn't know what this deer was. I didn't know if he was one thirties or one eighties. So, yeah. but I knew that he had some weird shit going on, so I wanted to get another look at him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you called me, and we're basically like, "That's what I saw." And I'm eating lunch too. Like I'm like, oh, and you motivated me, like, because I was kind of like, nah, not. I, I just went and hung a stand that I was gonna plan on sitting in the afternoon. And you're like, oh, dude, I'm getting, I'm eating lunch. I'm going right back out after this deer. And I'm like, hell yeah. So I go out too. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna follow my game plan. Sat sat a mid, uh, did a midday sit. Moved, sat there for two, three hours. Pulled out, went to another set and sat there till dark. And I checked my phone. And then that's when your story comes back into play is you, you basically, from what you told me, 
And I guess I don't know. I guess I just he named the game. You you explained the deer. You said what you're gonna do, and I was like, go in there and get him, dude. And he capitalized. And you capitalized. So this is when you picked yeah. back up the story, and and this is why I'm like Lord Chandler. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm about to get that tattooed somewhere, right? Lord Chandler. Well, he is the first Steve one should. to kill a buck, so tattoo is coming. Dude, yeah, uh-oh. that's a good point. Hey, I have an idea for next year. By the way, okay, we'll talk about it later. Continue, Chandler. I forgot to say on the first part of my story. After I'd seen him that morning, I decided, well, I'm going to pull my setup down. I'm going to hop the ridge to the north. I'm going to get closer to where I seen him that morning. I moved yeah. probably 50, 60 yards set up then i backed out and went and got lunch so i forgot to mention that part so i come back in after i've been gone hour and a half two hours after i took my break i'm back up in the tree um didn't see a deer sat there the whole time i was there from uh, one o'clock until five o'clock didn't see a deer um i think it was 10 after five i looked down in the draw He's coming right back from the way that I'd seen him go in the morning. He was heading to the west in the morning, coming from the west, heading east Mm -hmm. at night. And, of course, he wasn't coming on the same side of the draw that I'd moved to. He was going to go right under my morning set. Mm -hmm. So This is before the time change. Yeah, the exact same trail that the double dropper was coming down, he was going up. So this deer is... Like I said, it's a steep ravine. I'm about halfway up one side. He's about halfway up the other. So we're like eye level. Right, okay. So he's coming up, and I hear him let out just a little grunt as he's going up the hill. He's by himself. There's no does around. So I'm like, well, maybe I should, you know, try to call at him because I'd grunted at him that morning, and he'd heard me, but he didn't. He had that doe with him. I didn't. Yeah. He just wasn't interested. So as he's coming up, he grunts. And then he goes to kind of peel off. That's and head, crazy. Just grunted at random. And just grunted and just kind of let on a little heading up the hill. I heard it. So I'm like, well, I'm going to fire one at him, just see what he does. So I popped one off, grunted at him, and he kind of stopped and looked. And then he kind of veered like he was going to head off away from it. So mm-hmm. I let out a louder one. I've got, it's a it's an old call that I've had for years. It's a mad growl is what they oh call yeah it. yeah the clear one i freaking love that call I, yeah. that calls killed like a half a dozen deer for me but he goes to go away and i just a real loud fast yeah and he stops and he looks turns around and looks like what was that uh-huh. and it's real thick all around me there's uh it's kind of overgrown it's on a hillside but it's thick enough that if a deer was in there you know he might have a hard time seeing him yeah so he st- he puts his rack down. There's a, a group of little trees, probably a half inch in diameter. They're just tiny little trees, and he's just shredding them. Ooh, you got him worked up he's, now. He's pissed right off the bat. And so I'm like, I'm just going to leave him alone because he knows where I'm at. If he heard me and he wants to come in, yeah. he's going to come in. Well, he rakes them for a bit. Whitetails are so good at knowing if you're in a tree or if you're on the ground. Yep. They know, man. And that was what was fun with this deer interacting with him is he's – 50 to 60 yards at the most eye level with me and i'm talking to him and he can't pick me out like he doesn't know where i'm at Mm -hmm. so he rakes this tree for a bit and then he acts like he's not interested and i give him another one and then he i could just tell i've got his attention and then i snort wheeze at him and he starts raking that tree again 
and then he snort wheezes. Ooh. He gives a little... <laughs> so I give him another one. I snort wheezed at him, I think, three do your times. snort wheeze. Back, back, just a couple inches off the mic and do your... There you go. That's... Okay. I had my Bam. bow in my hand, so I couldn't cup it to direct it to him or anything. It wasn't real loud, but it was loud enough. You know, when they're 50 or 60 yards, they can hear it. Yeah. So when he... He took it two or three times, and... I just got him pissed off enough. He's like, I'm coming. I'm coming to see what that was. So and when he's at 50, he starts coming to me. And I get my bow ready, and my bow, the cam on my bow gets hung up. I've got like a little clip on mm-hmm. my safety harness. It's yeah. just like a little two-inch drop. I think it's actually to hold your cam in place on your foot or on your uh, thigh. And I get hung up in that thing. So he's coming to me. He's like 40 yards and closing, and I'm hung up on this thing. So I had to literally take my eyes off of him, get my cam unhooked from this rope that it's caught up in. I clip on. I got my tactic cam on. I draw back, and I'd, I'd spun. I'd anticipated the trail that he's going to come out on at about 35. So I had already rolled to 35, drew back, and he just keeps coming. So he now when he comes down and he turns broadside, he's at like 30. Mm-hmm. So I'm already back looking. I'm like, well, I'm definitely not letting down now. I'm yeah, not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna redial the the tetra. So I'm at 35 on my tetra, and he's at 30. So I put it right at the base of his chest and touch it off. He's standing there broadside. Yeah. So I touch it off, and I see the arrow going. It looks good, and then it looks like it's going a little low, and I hear it crack. It's a pretty loud crack, and I see him lift his leg up. So I'm like, shit, I just hit him in the leg. You know, I went under him. I hit him in one of his legs. So I just immediately take my eyes off of him, get in my quiver, get the second one on, draw back. And by that time, he's went down in the bottom of the ravine, the ravine coming right to me. He comes up, and he's standing 10 yards right under me looking back behind him. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't see it at the time, but there's just a massive blood trail all the way oh, yeah. from where. I mean, I punched his heart out. No shit. Massive blood trail all the way from where I shot him to where he was standing. So he's 10 yards, and I just put it right in between his shoulder blades trying to spine him uh-huh. and just put it in him, and he just goes down. Just pinned, no him, shit. Just pinned him right there at 10 yards. Wild, yep. Oh, sorry. I had you muted, Steve. <laughs> I forgot you did. Likely so. Okay. So, so I pin him. He's 10 yards laying under me. He's still breathing, still alive. So I'm like, well, I got another two arrows in my quiver. He's still breathing. I'm going to give him another one. So yeah, I mean, why not? Right, it's the ethical thing to do. You owe it to him. Yep. I pull back, put another one right behind the shoulder, and watch him take his last breath within 30 seconds after that. So oh shit. He's 10 yards under me, and I I picked the binoculars up a second time when he was coming in just to make sure it was the same deer, and I seen mass and kickers and everything I wanted yeah. to see, so I knew it was him. Um, yeah, so I'm looking down at him, and I can tell he's a good buck. You know, I figured he was a pretty solid buck, but I yeah. didn't know what he was. Um, gather all my stuff, head down the tree, and get up on him. And I'm like, man, this is this deer's gnarly. He's uh, I don't have him sitting in here in front of me, so it's kind of hard for me to visualize. But he's got a big turkey foot on one side, like three times coming out of his G3 on the right side yep and then he's got two inside points on his left side he's actually an eight point mainframe um over five inch over five inch bases he sets real high off his head just a really cool looking deer um <laughs> it, 
it's like every year we talk to you, there's just giant deer. So the double dropper last year, this year, this year. <laughs> can, can, can we talk about what? There, there was a there was a conversation that we had. It was like, so Austin, what's next? Do you have another deer that you're going after next? I already got one picked out, but I don't know that's going to work. <laughs> well, this, I, this uh, is insane, dude. The, work. <laughs> the buck that so what's crazy is like this deer is just so much more insane because you didn't think he was what he is. Yeah, Jesus. and even when I walked up and looked at him, I'm like, man, he's just a gnarly old cool deer. You know, if he makes in the fifties. You know that's you all go. I'm I got to pull up on the monitor. That's that's probably one of my favorite picks mm-hmm. of all time. Like credit to Ross Bigger. With a neck on him. Yeah. Jeez. Shout out on I the can, OG hat and the and the custom gear stand there. That I, I can take some pictures, but there's some good. No, photos, he's man. uh he's super cool. Ton of character. <coughs> um, but no, I didn't think he would score what he did. I actually. Scored him two times as I was drinking that night celebrating, and I'm like, there's no way. I'm adding something up wrong. Like, I'm going to do this again in the morning. So I woke up again in the morning and scored him a third time, and I'm within two inches every time. I scored him 170 and changed twice and 172 one time. So he's he's right there. I called him 171. He's right there around that 171 mark. Um, I'd like yeah. to throw the tape at him, sir. That would be, yeah. a, that would be a fun guy. Hey, w- w- was yeah. Wayne at that party? Wayne was not. He showed up the next day when we were taking the trophy picks. How, how long his are these beams on well. this guy? The beams? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. 24, 25, right in there. Yeah. That's good, man. Yeah, nice beams. I actually lost a $100 bet to my buddy that night. He was. I've got a deer that I call King Corn. He scored 158. I said, he's not as big as King Corn. He's like, well, I'm going over, and you take under for 100. I'm like, well, that's fine. Yeah, we I lost by about no. 12 or 13 inches. <laughs> it was a one in the morning, which apparently was pretty early in that party, but that was did about you, the time I went you listen to, to the? Uh, so I'd be interested to see what you guys think of last podcast. We had a bet on... Uh, Mark's Buck Norris Buck. Oh shit! I say he's one fifty seven. Kurt was impressed with the score I came up with, so yeah. I'm happy. So with basically, that. I say one fifty seven. Steve said one fifty eight, and we did a blind guess. Mark guessed. I don't remember what he was, but Tank and Doug were like mid one fifties. No, I, I, I'd like to put a number on him. I haven't even looked at trail camera. Yeah, he still has sharpie. I got it. So I said uh, the. Well, the, you said one sixty eight and one sixty eight and seven eighths, and then there was a one fifty one and an eighth. That was for the other deer, second deer. But I, I was like one sixties. Was it one sixty eight? Anyway, yeah. I'm, what I'm saying is, we got to get Mark to send you guys those photos. Yeah, oh yeah, that's interesting guess. But no, this buck's awesome, dude. He's uh, he's. He's my number four. He's my fourth highest scoring deer that I've killed. Really? Yeah. It's impressive. I'd, it's impressive that he's your number four. Yeah. When I walked up on him, I didn't think he was – I 160 would have surprised me. Um, he just – yeah. He's a lot bigger than I thought he was going to be. He is – he's, he's got 24 inches of junk, so that helps. He, oh, yeah. He, he's super cool. And, like, coming from a guy like, I don't kill giant deer. <laughs> you guys pick that up. Um He's one of the coolest looking deer that I believe that you shot. So if uh, if you have a museum one day, which I believe you will, well, he uh, already has one. I'd like to measure this guy. <laughs> this can I have the honor of measuring this dude once awesome. he's at drying period? Because yeah. he's going to be a fun one. Yep. Um, is, that, is that your wife? 
So yeah, you. She's happy. <laughs> this is a cool deer, dude. I, I like this deer. Yeah, he's a stud. I uh, I he's was definitely person. not disappointed when I walked up on him. That's sometimes you walk up on a deer, you're like, yeah, man, he's he's good, but he's not what I thought he was. But this deer was the opposite. He was bigger than I thought he was. Yeah, no, yeah that's Austin, an awesome deer. Austin man. sent pictures earlier in that that day that he shot him. He sent pictures, and I'm like, man, that's a good one, but. Then I showed up that night and looked at him. I'm like, holy smokes, man. <laughs> yeah. This deer grows. Every time you look at yeah. it, it gets bigger. And it, it, yeah. it's great that Ross is saying that because Ross isn't even breaking the sweat because Ross only kills giants, it seems like, in December. Like, December dude, is Ross's mom, like, man. Like, the Ross kills giants in late season. I like the old late season. Why? Do we want to talk Wait, about quick wait. so... First of all, congratulations on your buck, Austin. Thank man. you. That's a stud. Congrats. I knew you'd pull it off, man. When you told me about this he buck on the phone, does, I was like, man. Austin's going in to, to just wax He's his fool. He's a slayer. <laughs> wax his fool. Yeah. By the way, what was, it, what was the Chandler. kill song? What was the kill song? Me and, uh, me and Austin, like, since October 1st, we send each other, like, I'll send him a kill song. He didn't send shit back. But I'm you, like, you've got kill songs. I, I just, I don't even listen to the radio. I, I go in silence. I, I send him songs like, yo, we're we're going to kill this tonight. <laughs> like, I, I sent probably six or seven songs. I, I did not send a song this night. Here's what I'm, I'm going to hard transition from this great success of a story to, to having Ross have a buck stolen from him from an Easterner. Mm. Oh, Ooh. Yeah, we got to get we got to get on that topic there. I'm gonna go to the yeah. bathroom while Ross builds up the story, and but then by the time I get back, it'll be the perfect time. To you know yeah. what? That's right. You've got you, some you, got, you got some history, history with this deer. You knew <laughs> you knew this deer it. for a while. You got all the history. I tell you what, man. This this deer I named Oscar when he was three. So this deer had he had a really good four at three years old. He was 155 ish. Um. Had an awesome four, just an awesome kicker coming off like a, I don't know, it's kind of like a, it's just a goofy four and a little split coming off of it, a little split by like four or five inch split. Um, and I kept viewing these trail cam pictures and I'm like, man, this, what do I name this deer? I have no idea what I should name this deer, but he's, I don't know, he's got a little trash on the left. I, you know what? Oscar the Grouch lived in a trash can. That's yeah. trash. Let's call him Oscar. Let's just go with Oscar. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm with it. Yeah. So it's this deer's name's Oscar. And I passed him six times that year within 30 yards and had tons of trail cam pictures and tons of video of him while I was in the timber. I videoed him walk by. I'm like, man, this deer's going to be a stud. Um, I think he was three at that point. And at four, I didn't, I got like three trail cam pictures of him and never seen him, never seen him once. Ne never on the hoof? Nope, never on the hoof. I never got to see him walking around. Um, I got to see him three times when he was five. And he hit a scrape earlier that morning. I went in and checked the camera and he was all over it, just scraping the shit out of this thing. And I'm like, man, this this deer, he's he's so close to dead. It's not even funny. He, he's flirting with. Ah, I'm about to smoke this fool. Yep, yep. I'm about to smoke. Wax this fool. He, I'm he about did. to wax this fool. I'm, back. I'm like, no, nope, he's he's dead. 
Yeah, right sure. Motor it's like Clint, cool. Clint Casper said, the uh, the band's playing in the background. Uh, the women are lifting their tops up already. It's just the party's already started before it's even begun. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> of course. External motivation. <laughs> yeah. So I'm all pumped up. I'm like, Damn, this deer is gonna die. It's, it's so cool. Dude, you're already figuring out where you're gonna how you're gonna eat them. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, I, recipes uh, mapped out per day. Dude, you're like this fucker's gonna be some good Italian meatloaf. I gotta back up. I think I think uh, he might have been six. I guess I I should I screwed up the story. I think he might have been six the year that he got shot because at five he was a. He was a freak. I he th- had like I a think turkey. He, he had this huge turkey yeah. foot hanging off one side. No, no, no. It was before the turkey foot. It was a split two. He split two. Split two on the right. Super yeah, yeah, tall. yeah. Yep. So the split two on the right, like freak. And he's coming out, and two nights in a row, I was about 300 yards away, and watching this deer just feed. And I'm like, oh, man, I need to get way more aggressive. I'm just being way too way too uh whatever the hell the word is conservative uh, conservative uh, just just draw him back like i'm i'm scared to screw this deer up so i'm not going to get in there i'm not going to screw him up and the wind's kind of funky and, and it's not what i want so i'm just going to i'm going to i'm just going to hang tight and then about day 3 or 4 i think it was i went in there and i hung and i was still pretty conservative i mean i hung on the south side of him, it was a north wind, and I hung on the south side of him about 90 yards and pulled that card as I went in, and I checked it, and he was there that morning hitting that scrape right underneath me. I'm like, oh, this deer is so dead. And, uh, no, I waited. I waited and sat there and waited and waited and waited, and then uh, my buddy texts me, and he's he's an outfitter right on the neighboring property text me he said hey uh oscar's dead i'm like what c- c- come again <laughs> one of those i i don't mm-hmm. I, I think you mistyped that dude like what'd you say he's no, like no i haven't killed him yet no no <laughs> yeah no hey, dude, sorry, i'm hanging out with a band what's up yeah he's, <laughs> yeah. he's still there there's no, a bunch no, of chicks over here lifting their like, tops up like, what are you no. saying <laughs> lifting their tops up i'm like no oscar that that can't be the right guy i mean whatever you're whatever you're saying ain't right man. you got the wrong guy this ain't this ain't right he goes nope uh, oscar's dead i'm like oh no damn pennsylvania rolled into town yeah. and just <laughs> messed everything up <laughs> So then my old and buddy, let me introduce Bill Moretti. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> so then my old buddy Bill Moretti that I had not yet met. Uh, he he, I got to meet him about two hours later. So. <laughs> yeah, I was in the stand for about two hours. My first set, and uh, yeah, he showed up out of nowhere. He actually caught me off guard big time. Oh, he didn't show up out of nowhere. He was somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he was probably hitting that scrape about three hundred yards away. <laughs> listen, listen, asshole. He was someone's. Somewhere, <laughs> yeah. only if I knew, you know, if I knew, if I knew he was hunting that deer, and you know, good guy that he is, I might have passed him. No, 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 you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> Damn, you're so getting you, it from so Ross. So you tripped into a 194, is what you yeah. said. <laughs> yeah. into a 194, 192, but close 192. Enough. Yeah, <laughs> I literally tripped into him. So, yeah, so. Lay it out. I mean, like, what was your reaction? Have you ever seen a deer like this? Like, 
Well, it was in Pennsylvania, so no, not not in person. It, it literally it was it was the quickest hunt probably of my life. Um, really? Yeah, I I got into camp a little earlier mm-hmm. and um, basically. So how did you like? Can we go back? How did you know to be in this area, like from Pennsylvania? Like, yeah, how did you find this? Did you just like, know a guy? Did you, like yeah? There was a finger like Craigslist yeah. ads. What's no, good? no. Um, there was uh, a guy locally back home. Um, he knew these guys who I went through. Through the outfitter, um, he leased some properties out in that area, and okay. he kind of, you know, gave us gave us his name, and you know, if you want to go hunt hunt some Illinois deer, give this guy a call, and we, that's how we got hooked up with him. And um, that was my second year out there when I killed that deer. All right, so so not to stray too far off track, but you're Bill Moretti, mm-hmm. a what are you are you working class dude? What what do you do? Yeah, um, I. Okay, go ahead with it. All right, all right. Yeah, you sure? Like you sure? Yeah. We were just deep Better in the ride. middle of this big buck story. And I Steve's like, tell me is. about your childhood. Yeah. Yeah. I figure out who this guy is. How did he figure out to get? You no, know, fuck you. Fuck what you're doing, Steve. I yeah. want to hear about this buck. Then we'll okay. talk about you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, it was uh, it was a really quick hunt. Um, basically, like I said, I got into camp a little earlier, and um, the outfitters, you know, he said, you know, if you want to get dressed he said i'll get you out and stand you know tonight you know at least get a half a day hunt in and right be you know get ready for at least you have a place to go in the morning not going in the blind type deal so i'm like yeah you know i got all my stuff ready and it was just running gun real quick and right he took me out to the farm and kind of pointed me where to go in and i mean i literally just walked in the woods and i walked i took a step into the woods and i jumped a good solid probably 150 inch no shit 10 and right off the bat i was pumped i was kind of mad right right, jumping them you know (laughs) but i was pumped to see him hindsight's 2020 brother yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah i i literally just went down in there and picked the tree i'm like this is the first night kind of observation night see what's going on um i stayed up close to somewhat close to the wood line but i can see the whole way down these steep draws what ross always talks about and yeah. uh i was in the stand for maybe maybe two hours and i had uh, a little six point come up chasing a mom and two babies and um i watched them mess around for a little while and it was the one of the babies she was a piebald you know oh no shit so it was cool you know i was the first one i seen in the woods at the time and um I was kind of watching her, and I knew that six-point, you know, this little guy running around bumping mm-hmm. her. And they were up above me for a little while, and um, I seen the, the one baby doe start coming back down towards the bottom and not really paying attention up above me, thinking, you know, it's just the baby's coming down, look for mom. Yeah. <laughs> and literally, you know, I'm watching that pie ball. This is pretty cool, you know, 40 yards kind of feeding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I can see, like, out of the corner of my eye, another deer coming down figuring it's that second you know little baby doe yeah. coming down and i kind of did one of these you know double takes right yeah and he was he was right there he was <laughs> no walking shit. down towards them baby the baby doe and like, boom I mean, oh my man it was a matter of <laughs> in your face there he is yeah i had a spin first, around first, first night in camp first night two hours in two hours in i'm I had my camera up in a tree at that time. I said, "Screw the camera, I'm not yeah. you know, messing <laughs> yeah, with boy. it." So you knew how big this deer was, or you thought you knew? What? I thought I knew. Yeah, I, I seen the frame coming down from about seventy there was, yards. There was no question. There's, this yeah. deer's getting shot. And yeah, 
How yeah. long were you in camp for? Was it a seven day or a ten day hunt? It was a seven day. Oh, you were, day. <laughs> you were like fuck the rest of this hunt. Yeah, I, I think I just dead. I think I just hung out and drank beer the rest of the time there. <laughs> yeah. After that, you're relaxing. You're on vacation. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. You know the zero is so, so a fucking he, giant. So he's working so, his way down from seventy ish yards. About seventy ish yards is when I seen him out of corner of my eye, and yeah. um, Do you, it, would you try to say something else? Mm-mm. Okay, sorry, I was tripping out there. Sorry. No, no, um. About seventy ish yards, and I I had to spin the whole way around, grab my bow, spin the whole way back around. But in a matter of that time, he was, I mean, within forty yards, right there. He was moving pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And um, once I got spun around, clipped on, and drew back, he kind of stopped. All them does stopped, and it was just a wide open forty yard shot. Yeah, kind of like you know what Ross was saying. You know, I was kind of at a high, kind of a higher spot, and it was a little little valley. And then another ridge. So we yeah. were not eye level, but close to it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just let, let an arrow fly from there. And I knew I hit him right away. He kind of did a little mule kick. And yeah. he just slowly, slowly walked off. And he kind of wrapped around a little side hill where I couldn't see him anymore. Yeah. Couldn't hear him. And I, I knew I hit him good, though. You know? Yeah, yeah. You could but feel it. I could feel it, yeah, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, after that, I put my bow down, and I just, that's when it just hit me. I'm like, I, I know it's a giant. I don't know how big it is, you know. No shit. But, yeah, it was, uh, I gave him a couple, almost till dark. I mean, it's still early. It's only 4 o'clock. Oh, that. Really? Yeah. November, November 6th it was. 4 Holy o'clock. smokes, man. He come up out of there, and, yeah, I gave him a couple hours. I got down. I went over and just to get my arrow. And it was just, there was blood everywhere right off the bat. I knew it was a good good hit. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you know. long story short, I waited for them, the guys to come out, and he only went about 50 yards. No just kinda, shit. Just out of my sight, really, you know. Right, right. Yeah, which but, almost makes it like, it sucks you didn't watch them fall, but it's like, it's kind of cool. Now, was, and the yeah, anticipa- yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. anticipation of not yeah. knowing and then walking up on them so much better, no than, in my opinion, yeah. than watching them. Yeah. Agreed, yeah. agreed. But, hey. I want to watch him fall every time. Though. Yeah, oh, right. me too. Me too. You know, but that's cool, man. So it you're like, cool. you didn't know for sure. We see the blood trail in your area. You're like, oh yeah, like, yeah. As soon as right wherever the arrow was sticking, you know, it, that nocturnal was lit up. And I, whenever I did shoot, release the arrow, I, you know, you could see that nocturnal flying and disappear and then appear again. I knew it was a pass through. Yeah. Hey, what right, point right. after that arrow went by, we were like, yeah, man. Fuck Ross Bigger. Like, wh- well, at what point? You didn't know him at the time. I didn't know him. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking shit. I didn't know him yet. But yeah, as soon as we did walk up on that block, you know. You were like, fuck Ross Bigger and anybody <laughs> that he might know. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, oh, I got to text Ross. I'm like, well, who's who's this Ross guy, you know? Guy? So hold on. <laughs> when you when you explained to the guys, like, hey, this is the deer I shot today, like, oh, that might be the one Ross is after? Right away, I gave the guy a call and, um, uh, he, he, oh no, shit! Yeah, and, and it, you know, I it sucked because I don't have any like hardly any cell service. So I'm up there. I, it took me about a half hour to get out to him. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, I said I just shot a giant, and he says, "How big you think?" I says, "I don't know, seventies, eighties, maybe." I said it happened so quick, and I just seen big frame and it was a shooter. Yeah. He said, "Did he have any kickers on him?" I said, "I think he did." Yeah. He said, "Well, if it's the thing, if it's the one we're talking and you're thinking of, it's it's the big one." Yeah. And I, at that point, still, I didn't hear no name, you know, Oscar. And yeah, right. Whenever, they, you know, they met up with us and we tracked him a little ways. He was in front of me and he turned around. He's like, that's Oscar. 
Mm, no shit. And I'm like, who's Oscar? He's against the big guy. <laughs> and Oscar. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah, he was just. He was a, he was a, like a Chandler a Safari's uh, <laughs> one guide. You <laughs> insight, like, like you, you walk up to this deer, now what? I walk up to this deer, and I thought I was going to pass out. That was the biggest deer I've ever seen, you know, <laughs> in person, let alone shoot, you know. Right, right. And just, yeah, what is a heck of a deer. But that year, he kind of grew that cool-looking turkey foot, you know. Right. And uh, he kicked her off the opposite <coughs> three, I think it was. Yep. Yeah, <coughs> opposite three. But just a heck of a deer, big body deer, and it's awesome, man. Yeah, I just, yeah, just my just, my biggest deer, you know. Congratulations, dude. That's a deer yeah, of a lifetime, thank you. man. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna sure. it's gonna be hard to beat. I keep telling myself I want to shoot a two hundred, but hey, Ross right could spare there. that one ninety some for because he's already got two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> let that fucker slide. Is that right? You I have, swore you have two two hundred inch deer. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I swore that deer was my next three. That was my third. 200 inches. That was my third 200. Well, well, good thing you let some what rookie you, shoot it. But he was a 190, <laughs> yeah, so what? You'd have, been, you'd have been disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have been disappointed if you'd have Yeah, you'd have been so, pissed, so, dude. What are your... Uh, you know what, though? Your like, two bucks, like, what What are the 216 and... Nah, 217 went the, the first one. The biggest one went 217. The other one went 207. God <laughs> damn. You should have the 217, though. Were you, like, 18? Hey, eighteen. I'm, I, I'm. I'm. Fuck. So, R.I.P. That blanket. Ross had yeah, a blanket. <laughs> oh damn! Dude. Ross had a blanket of. You his. know what? I forgot about that blanket until you just brought it up. I know. Dude. Hey, you know what? He, now he's going to talk about it the rest. It's no, bummed me out. That's his Christmas present. Ross had a blanket him. with him in that two sixteen at ATA last year in Louisville, Kentucky, and I'm saying it like a Kentuckian and uh, Louisville. Louisville. I swear it was there. I contacted he Airbnb. He slept with that deer every night. Yeah. Every night. God damn it. Don't worry. Dude, <laughs> I, was, she I was planning on... I'm going like, to make you another Afghan. Dude, no. I was going to get an Afghan. <laughs> That's what it was. Wasn't it, it was. That was I, oh, I, I was going to get Ross... It's not that big a deal. It was like the first present my, dude, that, my girlfriend oh, my wife for 13 years ever gave Okay, so here's whatever. what I want to do. I don't want to hear Steve's say another goddamn word because we're talking about big bucks here so i'm gonna do everyone an honor and put him on mute and i just want to say congratulations austin on your buck man no awesome awesome and uh you're the man lord chandler lord chandler no, <laughs> i don't think i, I, I like this that's I a sick it's nickname. gonna stick it's gonna stick i like lord chandler <laughs> Dude, we're making a poster. We're making a straight rap, like hip hop poster, Lord Chandler. If we're gonna do it, I want to get my suit back on, oh and I want to get a sword, and I want to stand in front of the limo. Yeah, Holy okay. Shit. Hey, please, please put me okay. back on. Nope, nope. You haven't earned it. You haven't earned it. Okay, Lord Chandler, Bill Moretti. Uh, Billy Billiam's my go-to for William. William Bill. That's fun of me. That'll work. Thank you for being on Team Hang and Bang. I appreciate, appreciate your support. Yep. I appreciate you rocking the cleanest of working class bow hunter hats right now. All right. Yeah. And um, I hope you yeah. leave Illinois this year with great success. And hopefully, maybe maybe tomorrow night, since it's Saturday in podcast land, people mm-hmm. just understand, you come back, record another episode. That'd be cool. That'd be, be cool. real cool. So cool. kind of cool to have you in all the way from the east yeah. to the Midwest, and we're doing this here. But wanting to do it, and I appreciate you know the invite, just tagging along with I'm going to say it now, just Team Rostin, because I say it all the time. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it. It's been a good time. Real good time. It's cool. The family we've created, like from different areas, all in in one spot. It is. So it's about. Yep. All right. Closing on positivity. Well, I'm about to hold my cough back. <coughs> Ross, that was a good hold back there. I'm struggling. My rope, my robotussin space. Positivity. Here we kick go. Her back. All right. Here we go. So positivity. It's early November. There's lots of bucks on their feet. There's tons of bucks on their feet. Strangers you haven't seen yet. Even if you're not seeing them and you're in a dead spot, hang in there because anything can happen this time of year. So hang in there and knock them dead. Around the table. Around the table. Uh, Got one tag burned. Waiting on a good one for number two. Waiting on a good one. Lift the fuck dirt. up, you mean, dude? You kill a one seventy, bro. <laughs> no, that's a that's a hell of a way to burn one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It, um, it's got wait, burn either way. Waiting, waiting on a good one for number two. So being picky, uh, don't really care if it happens in the early season or over one of the big time plots in the late season. So hey, you know what I want? I'm tell you what I want right now. I want a podcast, and uh, this is going to be in the future here. I want a podcast with Austin Chandler in person. Clint Casper in person, Andre DeQuisto in person, and Cody DeQuisto in person. And I want Ross at the end of the table to tell take, Steve I'll to shut the picture. fuck up and then make great <laughs> points in between all of them. That sounds of like an epic freaking podcast. It's a good I, lineup. Would that not be the, the the most heavy hitter whitetail killer podcast of all time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Clark Cummins might need to be hiding in the nope, corner. You're right. You are right. That would be a dream podcast. And that is on my radar right now. I like you, that. No other podcast will make that happen because I'm the only dude with the, the best hey, part you know, about you that. You know, everybody's going to be silent. Just listen to Andre talk the whole time. Yeah. Other than Steve, yeah. he talks. Dude, <laughs> no, imagine being a host on a show called the DeQuisto <laughs> series. When Andre talks, you feel like a fucking idiot the whole time. Yeah. You pay attention on that guy's <laughs> That's talking. me. Dude, that guy's forgot more about whitetail hunting than you'll ever remember. <clears throat> ever. Yep. The best part about that is I'm still included in that. Like, <laughs> it's just, hey, Steve's here. Shut the fuck up. Steve's eating a pizza back there in the background. He's I thought, not anywhere I near my room. muted you. Like it's, no, he didn't. He's he, still he, talking. He brought it back. He brought it back. <laughs> He's on mute again. All right. My positivity is uh, we got big book stores in the studio. Thank you all. Thank you, Team Hang and Bang, everyone that listens. We appreciate your support. And good luck killing the season. Let us know. The luck of the podcast is with you. All right, that's it. Steve was trying to say something, but you know what? Never mind him. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.